The Brewers exploded for 14 runs last night, but lost to the shuffle was a great pitching performance, I thought, from Adrian Hauser getting six strong innings. Did the Brewers have enough pitching to compensate for the days where mostly where the Brewers don't score 14 runs? We'll talk to Jack Stern from BrewCrewBall.com. We'll get his uh, analysis on that. He's the pitching guru over there. We'll talk about the bullpen. What's going to happen now that Woodruff is back? All that and more coming up next here on Lockdown Brewers. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How about those Brewers exploding for 14 runs last night? A season high and a win over the Pittsburgh Pirates in the opening game of that three at four game set at AmFam Field. And the Brewers moved back in the first place in the NL Central. Been as much as a game and a half out. But now they're uh, taking advantage of the, the Reds having some problems at Wrigley. And the Brewers uh, take the opener here and bounce back after uh, just a brutal loss on Wednesday. Uh, the pitching staff, uh, the pitching staff is, as we know, is dynamite for the most part. We're going to talk about that uh, with Jack Stern from Brew Crew Ball. What do you think of the bullpen and the five-man rotation going forward with Woodruff coming back on Sunday. Hi, everybody. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it was late night cover the Brewers last night out at Amfan Field with that with that win, even though it was an early start. Didn't get done with all my work till, till later on. But, uh, yeah, appreciate everybody for joining us on Google, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, run all the major apps. You find every place I download this app right on my Twitter account, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. Follow me. Love hearing from you guys during the game, after the game, before the game, middle of the night. Please tweet at me, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. And, of course, you find our show on YouTube as well, the video version, 30 minutes a day uh, on YouTube. Go to Lockdown Brewers, search Lockdown Brewers, hit the subscribe button. Hit that little bell there. It's going to alert you every time we drop an episode here on Lockdown Brewers. I've been covering the Brewers for over 40 years for AP Radio, KFIZ Sports Director as well. So been doing a lot of things a little bit later on today. I'll be talking to Brewers on Channel 4 in Milwaukee at 4 o'clock as well. Yeah, the Brewers, we felt a little comfortable when those three-run homers went out uh, in the middle innings for the Brewers last night. Bryce Terang launched one. Uh, Sal Freelich continues. Uh, boy, he really hits well at AmFam Field. I had a chance to interview him after the game last night. Got a small guy, but you know, well built, uh, and you know, gosh, just playing like a veteran out there. And every time now, every time Freelich does something, you don't have to tweet at me and say, "Oh, it's a good thing we didn't trade Freelich." I didn't say anything bad about Freelich. I didn't want him traded. I just said if we could get another piece, I'd be open to trading. Because you know what. Some of you guys out there, not all, but I mean, you know, some some people say, "Well, who, who should we trade uh, to get um, Jimenez?" Well, how about let's get him Bryce Wilson? I mean, you know, you want to trade, so it does give him Julio Tehran, okay? Who's who's a little bit of a struggle right now. We're going to talk about that uh, as well with Jack Stern coming up here in a little bit. So, um, but the Brewers did uh, win handily last night. How about that on national TV? I, you know, I, I, that's my thing that the Brewers are never on national TV, but here they are a random Thursday night Brewers and Pirates six o'clock game on Fox, Fox national TV. 
wasn't like Fox sports net or anything like it was Fox national TV. Wow. Can't get any ESPN Sunday night game, but somehow they put the pirates and the brewers on the national game on a Thursday night. That's great. Let's see more brewer baseball national TV. They're in first place. Okay. Let's not pretend they're just some cute little story like the national media and the pundits like to do out there. That was great. So a little early start. I like that 615 start last night. Get out there, get early. You know, I mean, game was over. No, nah, it wasn't over before nightfall, but you know, sometimes those early starts. But those six o'clock starts, I like the 640 starts. They move them to seven o'clock and the 710 in the summertime. But man, a six six fifteen weekday start, all good. They had a great crowd out there again last night. Great crowd. 25,000 out there, Brewers and Pirates with State Fair just going on down the road. Are you kidding me? That's why I say Brewer fans are the greatest fans in professional sports. The way you guys continue to back this team, even though we have no championships to show for it. All right. This show is brought to you by eBay on eBay Motors. We're going to talk about eBay coming up here in a little bit and uh, what what they're going to do for you as far as if you need a fit for your car. Um, We're also going to talk about the rotation and just what the rotation is going to be looking like a little bit later on um, because Woodruff is coming back on Sunday. He's checked all the boxes so far and God willing, you know, no setbacks here in the next couple of days. He's going to make the start you know, don't expect him to go six innings, but he's going to go out there and he's been dying to get back. It's been a long, long road for these guys. You know, when I say guys, when guys come up with arm, shoulder, elbow injuries, when they make that first trip back to the majors, after all the hard work that they have put through for the last two months, I mean, he hasn't been sitting around with his arm. He's been putting in some work, all right? I've seen it. He's been putting in some work. You know, he's been traveling, putting on, you know, getting in those three rehab starts in. So Woodruff, this is is a relief. This will be great for him Sunday to get back on the mound, especially if he does well, okay? And it's pain-free, most importantly. So I can't wait. Yeah, it is. It is a big deal for those guys, the long haul of returning back from a serious injury. But how about Freelich? And Terang last night, both getting the job done. Terang switching his number to jersey number two. I never did like the number zero for anybody. Who was the first guy to wear zero? Al Oliver, I think, wore number zero. Odeby McDowell. Nah, zeros. I like the number two on him. It looks good on him. Uh, to get him, McAlvey asked him last night uh, for Brewers.com. Did a change of jersey help you out tonight? Oh, he was just joking. But yeah, Terang and Freilich helped lead the way. And then Brandon Woodruff going six innings on four hits. Uh, ran into some trouble in that first inning. I thought, oh, boy. Got out of a, two guys on in the third inning. Got out of that mess and was able to uh, ride out six strong innings. Mejia soaked up a couple of innings there. And the Brewers uh, come back and win uh, that game after getting down one nothing in the top half of the first inning. Brian Anderson has been activated. But it sounds like Monasterio is going to get most of the time at third base now. Craig Council says, well, you know, pretty much that Monastero, that's his position right now. The way he's hitting, we're going to keep him in the lineup. Anderson probably brings a better glove over at third base. No doubt about it. 
But Anderson's going to just find it, have to find innings now because he wasn't earning his, he wasn't keeping his spot anyway. And that's what we've said in the show. Hey, you know what? You got to earn your spot in this team. And Brian Anderson right now is going to have to come off the bench. Monasterio, who's been hitting, coming up with hits, hit one up against the wall last night. They're going to keep him in the lineup. But defensively, I think they lose a little bit with Monasterio over there at third base. But um, we're going to talk that rotation and all things pitching coming up here in a little bit. Uh, the show is brought to you in part by eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about eBay Motors, eBay Motors, making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right, needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors, eBay guaranteed fit. You can make sure every part fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage, look for the green check. And that part will fit you just right or your money back because just like in sports, confidence, the name of the game. When you shop eBay Motors, over 122 parts, million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit, available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Chuck Freeman. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. The Brewers and Pirates 615 coming up on Friday night. You get it on Sirius and Sirius XM. Get all 162 of the Brewers broadcasts on Sirius and Sirius XM. On the SXM app, you search Brewers and you'll find the broadcast right there. Thank you all, you everydayers, for downloading us on Google, Spotify, Apple all the podcasts, and of course, you know, go into YouTube, go to YouTube, go to Lockdown Brewers, search, hit that subscribe button, and uh, we're going to get the bell there too, and, and it'll let you every time we drop an episode here on Lockdown Brewers. All right, we're going to talk to Jack Stern coming up next and talk about all things pitching with the Milwaukee Brewers next here on Lockdown Brewers. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. I'm your host, Chuck Freeman. Joining us right now from Brew Crew Brawl. Does been doing great work for them over the past few years, since 2019, in fact. Jack Stern joining us right now. Jack, appreciate you talking. You're the, you're the pitching expert over there, and I want to talk to you about the Brewer strength, the pitching staff. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Woodruff is coming back. Sounds like he's going to pitch. If there's no setbacks coming up on Sunday, um, what, you've been following his three rehab starts what do you think of this finally? Because we were told like it was supposed to be at the end of June, delay, delay, delay. But finally, we're going to see this on Sunday, hopefully. Hopefully, yes. So it sounds like the plan right now is for Woodruff to be back in that rotation on Sunday. That's been a big arm that the Brewers have missed for almost the entire season so far. He's only made a couple starts for them. He's been on the injured list since uh, since like late April, I believe it's been. So it'll be a big arm for them to get back. All right. Uh what should we be cautioned about with, with Woodruff? I mean, you've seen some of the velocity down there. He's touched 97 a few times. Yeah, I mean, I think the hope for the Brewers is that he's pretty much where they want him to be at this point. I know he's been out for a long time, so they're being a little cautious with the ramp up. I think right now the bigger concern isn't going to be necessarily the velocity and how the stuff looks when he's pitching. They were not going to bring him back if they didn't think that he wasn't where he needed to be from a stuff standpoint. So I think he's ready to go and he his stuff is at a caliber again where it's going to be able to get big league hitters out. I think if there's going to be any concern, it might be just pitch count related. I know Craig mm -hmm. Council said that 
in his last start in Nashville, he started to tire out once he got into that third, fourth, fifth inning range. And he said that's kind of what they expected from him at this point in his rehab. So there is a chance that we might see some shorter starts from him when he comes back. And they're pretty cautious with that pitch count. But I think that they believe that he's ready to get outs for this big league staff again. And they're going to need him to get outs for this big league staff again. So I think that's what the plan is. What are you looking at? Maybe like a four-inning start just like Miley made the other day? Yeah, I think it's going to be something along those lines. Again, just kind of what they did with Wade Miley, too. They've kind of wanted to get him back into that rotation a little sooner after his two stints on the injured list. So instead of giving him more starts in the minor leagues, they knew he was ready to pitch in the big leagues, and instead they brought him back and were just a little bit more cautious with that workload. So I think we might see something a little similar with Woodruff in the early going here. Jack Stern joining us for Brew Crew Ball here on Lockdown Brewers. I'm Chuck Freeman here. All right, let's – with Woodruff back – Assuming everything goes well, what would be your five-man going down the stretch? So I think if you're looking at this group of of pitchers that the Brewers have had make starts for them so far, I think that with Woodruff coming back, the odd man out probably has to be Julio Tehran. He threw the ball really well in his first few starts with the Brewers. Uh, There was a lot of batted ball luck going on there, though. He just had (laughs) balls in play turning into outs at a highly unsustainable rate. I think you still have to give Tehran credit for all the tweaks that he made to his mechanics and to his arsenal, uh, you know, just kind of simplifying his mechanics, adding that cutter into his arsenal. It did help him out through those first few starts, but it looks like the last few times out, just a combination of his luck kind of reverting back to normal and guys kind of understanding the book now on this newer version of Julio Tehran and knowing mm-hmm. what to look for. The quality of his stuff is just not good enough to the point where he can really get outs without living perfectly on the edges of the zone. Uh, so I think he's got to be the odd man out. So you're probably looking at a rotation of Burns, Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Wade Miley's probably still going to be in there. And then it's a little bit of a coin flip between Adrian Hauser or Colin Ray. I think they're both pretty similar pitchers just in terms of being kind of right around league average, number five type starter with the kind of stuff that they bring. I think right now Hauser probably has the leg up just given with the fact that he's probably been a little bit more consistent than Ray, just in terms of avoiding some really, really big blow-up starts. I know he got hit pretty hard by the Braves a little while back, but he's also just got a better track record of being a dependable number five. So Mm -hmm. I think you're probably looking at uh, Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, Miley, Hauser, and there's probably going to be opportunities for Colin Ray to make some starts in there too as we keep moving forward. I really liked Hauser out of the bullpen last year. I was hoping that's where we think. I know he really wanted to start, and and but mm-hmm. I liked him out of the pen. I, I do like him out of the pen, too, just because he's done that in the past. If you go uh, back a few seasons, he actually came up out of the bullpen when he first mm-hmm. started pitching a little bit more for the Brewers in 2019. And he's just been a little bit more aggressive out of the bullpen, and he's used the sinker and the four-seamer at a much more even rate out of the bullpen than he has as a starter, and that just allowed him to pick up more strikeouts, add a little bit add a little bit of velocity on that fastball. So I like him out of the bullpen, but I think if you're the Brewers right now, I think that you needed to need to be in a position where you can get more innings from him. I think you know that he's capable at the back end of that rotation. And then as you start to maybe talk about getting into the playoffs, I know we can't act like the Brewers are in the playoffs yet, but they kind of did this the last couple times that they've been in where they moved Hauser back to the bullpen once they get into October. And then you're in a position where you really only need four starters instead of five or six. That's what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking that Hauser, once they get to the, I mean, if they get that far, let's say they get into a seven, God willing to get into a seven game series, you know, you might have him cover some middle innings for you. That would be, that would be great. Uh, what about Freddie? Uh, Freddie this year is pitched like a top of the order guy. 
and we've uh, top of the rotation guy and, and a bottom of the rotation guy. We've seen both Freddies this year. Yeah, it's I think just to be completely blunt, I think he has not lived up to the expectations that the Brewers had for him this year or the fan base has had for him this year. He's been a frustrating watch at times. I'll be the first one to admit that uh, just because from a stuff standpoint, he's throwing harder than ever before. His slider is moving more than ever before. His stuff is as good as it's ever been at any point in his big league career. And he's very clearly back to full health after he dealt with some shoulder injuries last year. But the execution and the consistent command just has not been there. He's not hitting his spots consistently. When he gets ahead of guys, even when he's getting those guys out, he's making some non-competitive pitches and two strike counts. And that's running his pitch count up. Even when he is having a better game in terms of getting guys out, he's still dealing with those high pitch counts just not executing pitches the way that he needs to. Uh, really, you could argue that the command for Freddie Peralta has kind of regressed back to where it was his first couple seasons in the big leagues, 2017, 2018, 2019, when he was just struggling with that consistency. But I think the Brewers still recognize that he has a very high ceiling and his stuff is about as good as anyone's in this starting rotation. So he's going to continue to get the ball. But again, that's why it's going to be nice to have Woodruff back because then you can slide Freddie into more of that three spot instead of counting on him to kind of be the co-ace with Corbin Burns. I think he was a little bit miscast in that role while Woodruff was out. You know, then you see Peralta start last Wednesday. He comes out and goes six innings, runs into the high pitch count, 13 strikeouts. But I mean, at that point, the way he was mowing him down the first couple of innings, I was thinking, man, there goes Ben Sheets record. If he can hang around <laughs> here, I mean, because he was, he was amazing. And I was like, yeah, man, you see more of that from him. Right. And I think the Brewers are hoping for more of that. It's just a matter of how consistently he can tap into that. And he he just hasn't done that so far this year. But I think if you're the Brewers, you just got to keep him in that rotation for now and hope that things start to click a little bit because they are going to need him in the rotation. It really changes the whole complexion of this pitching staff when you have a Freddie Peralta who's pitching like a top line guy, because then mm -hmm. you have essentially three elite starters at the top of your rotation. And that's a big deal, especially when you're a Brewers team that projects to go into the playoffs if they get that far with arguably the worst offense out of any playoff team this oh. year. So they really need to take advantage of having, you know, sending three really good starters out there in a five-game series. That's how they're going to win in the playoffs if they get that far. I had people coming at me Twitter on Twitter, Jack. How about that offense now? You know, they scored the 14 last <laughs> night. I'm like, can't win sometimes. Um, obviously, uh, Corbin Burns, we haven't talked about him, top of the rotation. Pitcher of the month in the National League in July. Uh, how do you see him? Because I know he, you know, he stepped in the pothole a couple of times early this season, but it seems like he's pitching well. And he says, you know, there's even more there, Jack. Yeah, it's I think that we've seen what Corbin Burns has done in the past. We know what he's capable of. Really, really good stuff. He's got a great five-pitch arsenal. I, I think you could argue that four of those pitches are really, really good pitches. And then he's knowing how to sequence against hitters, knowing how to mix his pitches up. That's something that he didn't do a very good job of in the first half. And I think that even after the strong month of July he had, there's still room for him to get better in that area. He tends to get really, really reliant on that cutter. Mm -hmm. We did see him start to use that curveball a little bit more in the month of July. And that's kind of when the strikeouts ticked up for him. And he had the best month of his season so far. So I think if you're Corbin Burns, you really just got to be willing to make adjustments He's also kind of tweaking his pitch shapes a little bit after his uncharacteristic start to the year, kind of toying with that slider to differentiate it from his curveball a little bit, adding a little bit more 
lateral movement to that slider. So I think Burns just needs to have an understanding of the best way to use his arsenal. And hopefully we're getting to a point where he is getting that better understanding. So far, we saw really good results in July. Uh, and if he just uses his pitches in a smart way, he's going to be a very good pitcher. I don't think there's any question about that. All right, Jack, the bullpen, the bullpen has been great. I mean, obviously a couple of hiccups recently, but overall, what do you think of this pen going forward? I think that they got a very good back end. I don't think you can get a whole lot better than Devin Williams closing things out. Yoel Piamps, I think, is legit. That was mm-hmm. a guy that I was kind of looking at pretty closely as we entered the year. He was under a lot of people's radars, but I just looked at his arsenal kind of going into the year. I know he had that slider, the ability to get a lot of swings and misses on that four-seam fastball. Now he's polished up the movement on that slider even more to make it one of the better breaking balls in all of baseball this year. He's using that sinker and that four-seamer together to cover different parts of the strike zone to left-handed and right-handed hitters. Uh, I think that He's a very legitimate arm for them at the back of this bullpen. Maybe you can't keep counting on him to have an ERA right around two for the rest of the year, but he's definitely mm-hmm. a solid guy to have setting him up. Elvis Peguero is another guy, too, who's done a nice job. I know he's struggled over the last couple of weeks here. Some of that might be to overuse a little bit because he's pitching more than he ever has in his career at this point. Uh, but he's got really good stuff. One of the better sinkers mm-hmm. in baseball, pairing that with that mid-90s slider that he throws. Uh, And I think that now that they added Andrew Chafin to this bullpen, that's going to take a little bit of pressure off some guys. And I think that was really the biggest concern moving forward because the divide between the Brewers' top relievers and their lower leverage guys was pretty stark for most of the year. I think they've shored that up a little bit now, uh, just adding a guy like Chafin. Also having J.C. Mejia in the back, uh, kind of the low leverage side of that bullpen, we saw him throw the ball really, really well against Pittsburgh last night. I think he's got really good stuff, so he can kind of shore up those middle innings. We got Abner Uribe, too, who's in those middle innings. They just got a little bit more upside now in some lower leverage spots. Uh, But having Chafin on board, I think this is a guy who a lot of his underlying stats and his peripherals are a lot better than that four-plus ERA this year would indicate, and a lot of that came from a five-run outing that he had last week when he was pitching for the Diamondbacks, and I think we all know that if you're a reliever not working a lot of innings, just one really bad day can kind of skew your stats. So he's going to be a good guy to have in that bullpen. He can fill all kinds of different roles, take some pressure off of Hobie Milner, even take some pressure off of a guy like Piguero. I know that Chafin's left-handed, but he's had pretty much even platoon splits throughout his career, so he's not just a situational guy. So I think that really if the Brewers can get to a point where they're not overworking some of their best relievers – then they're going to be able to have a very good pen down the stretch. I think the question is just going to be managing the workloads. Well, that's the, that's the next question here. Do you think the bullpen is getting taxed at this point? Because they've been so dependent on those guys, the, the, the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning guys. Yeah, it's. I think that they have been worked pretty hard so far. Um, I think if you look at a guy like Devin Williams, he's had a really interesting season in terms of workload. He barely pitched. Uh, over the first month or two of the season because the Brewers were either winning by a lot or they were losing by a lot. There was just no need to really bring him in. And now we got to this point where the Brewers went on a run where they were eking out all these really close games. And Devin Williams is pitching almost every time that they had a lead because it was always a close lead. And you can say the same too for guys like Piomps and and Pagaro and Hobie Milner. So I think that there, there was a little bit of concern that these guys are being overworked. And that puts Craig Council in a really tough spot, too, where he's going to have to start turning to some guys who are not Williams, Pagaro, Piomps in some higher leverage spots just because you have to pace these guys 
uh, throughout a long season because you've got to you got to play for 162. But if you're competing and you're managing workloads for these guys, you also have to consider the fact that if you make a deep playoff run, all of these guys could be appearing in, you know, like 10 more games on top of their regular season workload. So you really got to be careful with that. Uh, but I think just having guys like Uribe, Chafin in that bullpen now, JC Mejia, I think that's going to help them pace things out a little more because that's what Craig Council is going to need to do as we keep moving forward here. I also think that you also got to count on the offense to at least be, I'm not going to say good because I don't think this is ever going to be a good lineup, but they need to be competent more than they have this year to the point where they can give them you know, some more comfortable leads and maybe they're not going to blow teams out like they did with the Pirates last mm -hmm. night. But if you can at least give this team maybe some more four-run leads, five-run leads, just opportunities to win a little bit more comfortably. That's going to be big for the Brewers down the stretch here. Jack, one more bullpen question. Seventh inning, Kai, would you go with Uribe or do you stick with Baguero, who has struggled recently? I think ideally you'd kind of mix and match in that spot a little bit based on the matchups. I think Paguero still has to very much be in that mix. I think just kind of what we've talked about, maybe don't use him every time you have a high leverage spot in the seventh just to kind of pace out the workload a little bit. This is his first full season in the big leagues, and I think that's something everybody needs to remember with a guy like Elvis Pagaro. It just seems like the last few times out, the command hasn't quite been there. That sinker's flattened out a little bit, and he's leaving it up in the zone a little bit more mm -hmm. where it's getting hit. He's not executing some two-strike pitches. He'll get ahead of guys, and then he'll throw something over the plate that guys can hit with two strikes. So I think moving forward, I'd like to see kind of a mix of, you know, Pagaro, Chafin, Hobie Milner, get Abner Uribe a couple of high leverage innings. I know he got a high leverage inning in the team's lone win in that series against the Nationals. Uh, Peguero got the night off after he blew the lead in game one. So I think that might be something we see a little bit more of, just kind of mixing and matching in that seventh inning. Because now I think Craig Council is starting to get a little more depth in that bullpen where he can afford to mix and match. Final question, the million-dollar question, is the pitching – the pitch he's going to have to carry this team deep. Is it is it good enough to drag that offense into a run? In the in, let's say they win the division, a deep run against the Dodgers and maybe the Braves in the postseason. So I guess the way that I think about it is I don't think about it strictly as the pitching. I think about it more as like the run prevention unit because it's really mm -hmm. the pitching and the defense working together. I don't think this pitching staff is as good as the one that the Brewers had, you know, like in twenty twenty one. I don't think it's really all that close to being as good as that team. That was a really, really good pitching team. Uh, but what this team has going for it is it has arguably the best defense in all of Major League Baseball. And that's a big reason why this pitching staff is near the top in terms of like adjusted ERA, just accounting for the teams they've played, the ballparks they've played in. Uh, their ability to keep runs off the board as a team is very good. And I believe that they can sustain that. But it's not strictly because of the pitching it's also because of the guys in the field and i think that's why the brewers continue to emphasize defense even through the trade deadline here even if they had some guys who maybe weren't doing as much as they hoped offensively so i think that again if you can get woodruff back the staff is probably going to get better moving forward having a guy like chafin in that bullpen managing the workloads a little more uh, but then on top of that too just when you have guys like hobie milner adrian hauser wade miley those are the guys who really benefit from having a good defense i wouldn't say that any of those guys have great stuff, but if they're throwing strikes and letting the defense do their work on balls and play, those guys can also continue to keep runs off the board. So that's really what it's going to be all about. But I do think that if you can get into the playoffs, I'm a big believer in the theory that if you just get hot at the right time, you can go pretty far. I think we saw that with a Phillies team last year that snuck into that last wild card spot. I don't think they were a very well-rounded team, 
Uh, but they made a very, very deep playoff run because they got hot at the right time. They had the right guys contributing. I definitely think this roster is capable of that. It's really just a question of whether they're going to get in. Find Jack Stern on Twitter. Read his analysis of pitching. It's really good. By Jack Stern. It's Jack Stern, S-T-E-R-N. Drew Kubral as well. Writes a lot of stuff for them. Is pitching, pitching, and, and more pitching. You can never use enough of it, but hopefully the Brewers have enough of it down the stretch. Jack, we'll talk to you down the line. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. I want to thank Jack Stern for coming on with us. Uh, what a great guest he was talking about breaking down uh, the pitching staff of, of the Milwaukee Brewers. Again, coming up this weekend, got Colin Ray on Friday night, Burns Saturday, and Woodruff Sunday. Burns and Woodruff together again. One, two in that rotation. He mentioned about Julio Tehran. Yeah, boy, he was pitching so well, but he made a lot of great points. And, you know, maybe teams are starting to figure out Julio a little bit. And we'll see who slides in that five-man. I would love them to go to four-man in September. I'm thinking with the days off and all that. We'll see how that all shapes up. We'll get to that uh, later on. We got to take care of the Pirates this weekend. So looking forward to the series. So be out there Sunday, walking around, covering the game. Be out there with the family a little bit. Should be great. Hey, you know, I love going to Brewer games on Sunday. We'll see you all out there on Sunday, everybody. Say hi. Love to talk to you all. The great Milwaukee Brewer fans. I know you'll be out there this weekend uh, watching the team. And, of course, next week, Colorado in town as well. I'm Chuck Freeman. Thanks for watching. Lockdown Brewers. Uh, Lockdown Brewers, the Brewers and Pirates, by the way, 710 with the broadcast and Sirius and Sirius XM coming up on Friday night. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Have yourself a great weekend, everybody.